Hello and welcome to The Loop, where we untangle today's business issues by throwing real-life scenarios at a panel of experts from RSM and ask them to deliver practical advice on how to tackle current business issues. In this episode, we're discussing data, specifically data analytics. I'm sure you've all heard some of the buzzwords associated with data, such as big data, data visualization or data mining. But what do they actually mean and what value do they bring businesses? To help us answer these questions and to delve into the world of data analytics, I'm joined by two data analysis experts, Sarah Belsham, who's Analytics Director at RSM UK, and Joy Cruz, who's Analytics Manager at RSM in the US. Sarah, Joy, thank you for joining us and welcome to The Loop. Thank you. Thanks, John. Sarah, Joy, it's wonderful to have you both here to discuss this this hot topic. It's fair to say there's a fair amount of mystery around data analytics. Some people will have very little idea about exactly what it is. They'll recognise the words. They'll perhaps think they know what it means. But the moment you really start to uncover the detail, perhaps they'll be less clear. So just before we jump into the rest of the programme, tell us a little bit more about yourselves and more about data analytics top line. Sarah, I'll come to you first. A bit about yourself and and the and the role that you have. Sure. Thanks, John. Um, a bit about myself. Well, um, I've been in and around technology for um, over 25 years now. And a lot of that time was spent implementing sort of applications that collect data, operational systems for people to use. Um, and increasingly, um, sort of in more recent years, I was starting to get into more discussions with um, with teams, with managers around, well, I've got all this data that I'm collecting in these systems, but you know, can I do something with it? And so a natural progression for me was to get more involved in the BI and analytics world. And so I moved away from operational applications and I took on management of an analytics team um, for a healthcare company. Um, and I absolutely loved it. I loved the switch into kind of doing something with data. Um, and that led me down a path of data analytics. Um, and I've ended up now at RSM as analytics director here, both working internally on our own analytics initiatives, but obviously more importantly, working with our clients to, to help them uncover the value of their data. Sarah, thank you. Joy, over to you. Um, again, a little bit about your role for RSM in the States and, and the role that you have. I've been in the industry for about 19 years, close to 20. And I can honestly tell you that from the very beginning, I've always had a passion for data in that end-to-end strategy, understanding how data is used. But before that, how do we get it to the point where it can be truly taken action upon, Um, you know, understanding exactly how companies and clients and people can learn so much about their organizations just by information that they're that they're handling and that they're supporting themselves. And what I found in the last few years is my background's a little bit different in that I come from industry. Um, I came to RSM of everyone always wants to understand and create these pretty dashboards. But what is so great about this and what and what analytics allows us to do is the full strategy and life cycle of it, understanding where it starts, how it migrates and transforms itself into actionable insights. 
Well, we're looking forward to your insights and thoughts, Joy, and Sarah as well, for the, the scenarios that we have upcoming in this edition of The Loop. Thank you both for those introductions, though. Here at The Loop, our aim is to help middle market businesses untangle today's business issues. And we'll do this, as I've said already, by posing two real-life scenarios at you both, our panel. We want you to give us practical advice for dealing with each one. So, Sarah, Joy, before we get into the weeds of this, do you accept the Loop Challenge? Absolutely. <laughs> Certainly do, John. Fantastic. I'm, I'm delighted. We haven't got a programme if you say no, so it's great that, 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 you, that you're sticking with us. So let, let's get into the first challenge, our first scenario. Here we go. You are the MD of a medium-sized communications agency, and you want to push the agency forward and stay ahead of your competitors. Each department in the agency works with a variety of management systems, and there's a heavy reliance on spreadsheets. You're starting to suspect, though, that the data that is passed up to you as the MD is not showing an accurate picture of what is happening in the business, and you've noticed that there are increasingly more inconsistencies. So you've had a few conversations with the management team about implementing a digitalization project but the business is in the middle of a big client project and that's taking up a lot of time and a lot of resource. You want information to help make those, those decisions and inform you about future decisions you make. So, Sarah, I'm going to come to you first and then to you, Joy, afterwards. Um, what would your first step be as the MD of this company? Mm, so that's a really interesting one, John, because first of all, what you've just described there is so common, um, you know, especially for, for kind of middle market companies, companies who've grown maybe quite quickly, so haven't necessarily organized themselves with, you know, one system that everybody's using, things have been sort of joined together um, over a period of time. It's incredibly common to hear lots of little systems, spreadsheets, not necessarily joined up. So a common problem. Um, but it's not necessarily, um, you know, a, a huge challenge to overcome. Um, and I think that's something that we often see and hear is that companies think they want to do something, they know they want to do something, but they're a bit scared about, you know, the size of it, the cost of it. So they kind of keep putting it off. Um, and the first thing I would say is it does not have to be complex and it doesn't have to be costly. I agree. I don't think that it's costly. I don't think it's a huge challenge. But what I would caution um, people to understand is that it is, it, it requires resources internally to be allocated to this, to have the correct sponsorship supporting the initiative throughout. Because if you don't have the right people and the right advocates, then you don't have a program that will be sustainable. I see. So I may be at the top of this uh, uh communications agency but I've got to get my senior team and my management team and others as well to buy into it in order to make um, any form of digitalization work is that what you're saying yes and you need a good healthy mix of your business users as well as those people that are in IT to be able to speak knowledgeably about the processes understand exactly the impacts both upstream and downstream and what it will take to streamline those processes to then overcome those challenges that the executive management team continually run, runs into around data consistency, integrity, and quality. 
Okay, Sarah, back back to you on this then. Um, I understand that I need to get buy-in. How do I go about that? And what are the next steps that I need to take then? Yeah, so I think... Um, I- a key start point um, that we often, you know, advise and, and help um, our clients with is let's first take a look at what are you trying to achieve as an organisation. You know, what are your strategic goals? Um, and if everybody agrees on those, then let's start to look at well, okay, you know what you want to achieve. What's the data that's going to help you understand if you're on the right track, if you're actually meeting your targets? Um, and, you know, I think Joy alluded to earlier. Um, you know, dashboards, um, and and everybody understands a dashboard. I want to see something that's going to help me see where I am on my business journey. But a dashboard doesn't exist without the data that feeds. So let's understand where you're trying to go and then let's have a look at your systems and processes that are creating and generating data and see how that data maps to your objectives. So I think that's the first thing that that I would always recommend. Joy, if I'm thinking about introducing this into the agency, what about storage? Is that an issue or is this simply a, a, a question of how much space you buy in, in the cloud now? Where, where do we have to, do we have to even think about data storage as part of the data mining exercise or the data organization exercise when you're advising clients? Size is certainly important. It's something that our clients always have to think about because from a cost perspective, if you're looking to store 16 terabytes of information versus perhaps a gig, there's a difference there in cost. So to be able to understand your data volumes uh, on a monthly level, as well as a yearly and year over year perspective, that's always very important. It is a step that we encourage everyone to, to take because it will help you with your operating costs across the board. But from a cost perspective, if we think about storage, it is cheap these days. Um, you know, I think of a couple of different options out there that we like to propose to our clients if they're looking to do some sort of exploratory analysis. That is something that doesn't have to be built out in a data warehouse, but perhaps could be used in a a, a lake, a data lake. And you can do a lot. You can load a lot of information in there and it is relatively cheap. So there are options. And just sort of building on the the cost element there, Joy, as well. um, when it comes to challenges from those within the business, those scrutinising the point of embarking on this exercise, um, are there ever strong questions on the quality or the level of return on investment that you'll get from an exercise like this? That's a great question. I would say yes. It is something that you can realise a return on investment on fairly quickly in that you're taking the approach of understanding your data you're ensuring that the information that's being retained and managed is quality. So it's cleansed, it's been profiled, it's been agreed upon across the organization that everyone has is consistently using it and managing it. And then from there, the production or the creation of those reports that are being used to make those decisions, it's decreasing a lot of the time it would usually take Going back to all of the time-consuming processes that everybody goes through to pull data from all of those different disparate sources that you had mentioned before, and then working to manipulate it and format it in those Excel spreadsheets, all of that goes away through the automation process, right? So yes, it's a very big uh, win for any client. 
And when it comes to time, Sarah, uh, is that an issue for people within a business? If we're going to introduce this programme into our comms agency, is it going to be something that will be done largely by others? By which I mean, are we bringing people in to manage the process? Is that the most likely approach that you take in the early stages? I think you're going to get a, a mix there. So, um, you know, that there are people who can support and certainly advise on the kind of tools to use, how to organise data, the kind of governance you need. Um, but you're not going to get around the fact that people from the organisation themselves are going to have to invest some time. So we're going to be upskilling our own people in order to deal with this. Yeah, and the most successful projects are where the business owns the the end result and you have that business buy-in even from within an organization you can have your own IT team do a lot of the work but the biggest success is going to come from the operational teams the leadership teams really owning the process owning the data and owning the outcomes so I'm going to have a go at summarizing some of the uh, points that you've both um, made Uh, we've discussed that you would identify an end goal and make sure your team are on board with that journey. Um, um, We've talked about the importance of knowing the data that you're seeing and where it's kept, how it's produced and the gaps in the processes as well. We've uh, then decided on uh, the notion of where we store it, uh, those data lakes that you're referring to uh, as well, Joy. and that you'd then have a really strong foundation to start getting those valuable insights from your data if you amass all of this at an, uh, at a fairly early stage. Uh, Sarah Joy, does that sound like a reasonable summary? Yes, absolutely. Let's move that on then to um, our second scenario. So you're now the owner of a medium-sized luxury brand which uh, manufactures and markets leather goods. The marketplace you are in has heated up in recent months and hot new brands are frequently popping up and causing a stir. You recently implemented a data warehouse, which means you are now getting data from all areas of your business from a single reporting platform, which is great news. Just that sort of approach that you've been advising for our our comms agency. And you're receiving data about past activity as well. You want to be able to start using your data to gain a competitive edge in the marketplace. So you want to be active with this data. You're concerned that that you're not getting the most out of your data. However, you don't know how to get to the next level and you don't have anyone in the team that knows either. So Joy, I'm going to come back to you first. What would you be advising the owner of this business to do? If I were them and I were currently doing my operational forensic related reporting, I would be inclined to now look outward to better understand what my competitors are doing across the industry, right? Knowing that, knowing where I want to move towards, how can I now take my data to the next level? I understand what I'm currently getting. I'd look to see what I'm not. What about social media? How is that impacting? Marketing, so more of our mature clients that have already built out their KPIs and their dashboards, and they understand what they've done historically, and they've started to dabble in 
small forecasting examples to use machine learning in a, in a small sense to understand seasonality or price points or changes in holidays and PTO time and COVID. Um, so I think that the next step for me, if that were me, would be to now see what I can do. What are my options for the future? And what does that mean across the industry? And how would I, how would I then compete and put myself in that industry lead position? Sarah, I'm going to come to you and just pick up on that word future that Joy referenced when it comes to advanced analytics. Is, is this a, an ideal way or a useful way of, of thinking about the future? If I want to be competitive, I need to think about what's coming next. Um, and is that what advanced analytics can help me with, Sarah? Yeah, absolutely. So we've talked quite a bit about advanced analytics, and that's absolutely, um, you know, a buzzword. It's a direction of travel. Um, but that might be quite a leap for some people. And, and I think we should maybe just bring it back um, to our own data. We, you know, we've talked about having our data warehouse. We're starting to collect our data. Um, we've probably got some decent dashboards and reports. But one of the things that I think um, a lot of organizations really benefit from is starting to do some really specific analysis over that data set that they've created. Um, so, for example, starting to analyze their customers and their products. You know, we've talked about this um, luxury brand um, manufacturer, there's competition coming in. Well, if I want to be more competitive, then I need to really look at where I'm making my margins, where I'm making my revenue. So I can start to, to build some dashboards that show me my top 10 customers or my bottom 10 customers, my top 10 products or all of my products and show me the margin I'm making on them. And if I start to see some, some things on my reports and dashboards, which say, hang on a minute, you know, I thought that that was my top customer, but I only make a teeny margin. But look at this guy down here. I may not be selling a lot, but my margin's massive. I can start to to really focus my attention on particular products and particular customers. You're right. You know, I didn't even think about that. And, or rather, I just jumped from our original topic. But you make a great point. Many times our mid-market clients are looking for ways to not only transition over their current Excel-related reporting into a more data visualization tool via their data warehouse, but it's also just being able to define and determine what their key performance indicators are, their KPIs. So many times what they're looking for is just a replication of the detailed reports that they're getting today. How many products have I produced today? How many do I have in inventory? How many are across the different plants? How many are ready to be sold and finished goods? Um, and now what they really want to see is give me the overall total by plant of every finished good that we have associated to the open orders to those that we've sold year over year. Give me that so I know what to do and I know how to schedule production for the next upcoming months. Um, and then moving into that, being able to see what are my top selling products? Who are the people that we're selling it to? Which plant is producing the most and operating at the highest uh, production levels. So I love where you went with that because you're so right. In many cases, while advanced analytics is always the end goal, we have to think about what do we need in order to succeed to get us to the point where advanced analytics makes sense for us. Great point. Is it as easy, Sarah, as just 
pushing one button to get these additional insights. Advanced uh, analytics sounds to me like it might be quite complicated. It might be quite tough. Um, It's got the word advanced in there after all. So how do you go about obtaining that data? What do you need to be thinking about? I wish it was as simple as pressing a button, um, but you're right, it's not. Um, And you do need to have the right tools and you do need to have the right skills. Um, So it could be in in this particular scenario um, that that, um, some additional resources needed or some temporary resources needed to help um, build a a model and and build something that they can start to to analyze. So it is not as simple as pressing a button, definitely not. Um, But there are very relevant tools and very relevant resources out there that can do it relatively quickly. Um, And I would say that, you know, if you're in a position where you've got some data and you'd like to do something like this, but you don't have the skills in-house, it is probably worth the investment for a short period of time to have somebody come in and help you do that and help you build a solution. Before you do that, though, you have to have those questions. You have to you you need to start thinking about what kind of questions are you not asking right now? What what have what have you seen in an in industry in the marketplace today that you're not currently supporting? You know, if you and then going back to what Sarah had said, you know, seasonality. See, this is where the nerd in me comes out, right? Because advanced analytics is so interesting to me, where it's probably a bore to some others. Just um, picking up on the 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 inner nerd in you there, the the desire for um, for for quality data. How do you maintain the quality of that data uh, with this with this increased level, the greater number of sources that you both described? I love that question um, because I've spent so much time now just working with our clients on data strategy and it gets down to your data stewards, talking about the people that own the information, talking about those people that are sponsoring you through this initiative to become collaborative and to communicate across the board what needs to be created. Um, It goes back to actually using the data that you have today, creating perhaps quality dashboards that allow you to see how clearly your information is coming across from each of the processes. Are there duplicates? So looking at those values, making sure that it's populated correctly, that's your that's your daily, weekly um, undertaking that still needs to happen. I just want to pick up on a phrase that Joy mentioned, data stewards that are, are brought into the business, that, that, you, um, that you encourage from within the business. Sarah, talk to us about data stewards. You know, it goes a step further in terms of kind of instilling across the the organisation um, a feeling of like data is a team effort, um, and, and those data stewards they do need to come from within most definitely because they know the business, they know the data, they know what they're trying to achieve. And I think one of the um, the things I've seen work really well is where the people who are entering data and those stewards who are monitoring that the data is being um, entered and maintained to the right level, to to those quality levels, where they really understand that it's important, that they're not just sitting there, you know, number crunching, you know, this is boring job, I've got to put some data in. If they appreciate that that data is really valuable to the rest of the organisation, to their leadership team to, to make decisions, to have the information they need, it becomes a much more fulfilling job. And, and it's not just here I am plugging away. I'm really adding value to, to my organisation. And so that's that kind of concept of data owners, data stewards. So I'm going to try and 
wrap up the second challenge uh, with a few uh, thoughts. So you'd both start by figuring out what the business wants to find out from its data and then divide that up into different types of analytics, operational and analytic. I think you talked about advanced analytics in particular. Uh, then we've got our old friends, the dashboards again, identifying champions in the business to help keep the whole process going. Those stewards, I've got a vision of somebody impeccably dressed offering us data um, uh, throughout the business as well. And overall advice, uh, drumming up enthusiasm from teams and, and, and making this feel like it's an inclusive part of the business that that what you're doing the the data that you're sharing that you're collecting that you're inputting has a tangible benefit for the business it makes a difference it really does matter so look we, before we finish we um always like to uh, come to you both for some top tips a top tip each from our guests obviously on the subject of uh, data analytics uh, for this edition of The Loop. So for middle market business leaders who are thinking of introducing a data analytics strategy, what would you advise? Uh, Sarah, I'm going to come to you first. What would your single nugget of wisdom be in this field of data analysis and analytics for our middle market business? It's difficult to pick one, but I am going to come back to, um, to, to actually where I started, which is um, understand what your goals are as a business and align your data to those goals. There's so much data out there. It's really easy to get lost in it and to try to bring all of it into a dashboard or, or a report. And then the people who are looking to make decisions from the information they see are lost because there's just too much there. So be really, really clear on your objectives and pick out the data that's going to help you achieve them. So being clear with your objectives and selecting that data. Thank you, Sarah. Joy, over to you. What's your, your top tip for our middle market business? Geez, this one's hard. Um, I I have so many. <laughs> I think I think it's like Sarah said. It's very important to understand what you need to do. Uh, I think that it is equally important to take a step back and ask: Do you have the right tools and people in place to get you to your end goal? Because it starts there. Okay, thank you to you both. If you want to find out more about implementing a data and analytics strategy, then please visit www.rsmuk.com forward slash data dash strategy. We're always keen to hear your views, so please do rate us and leave a review. And to stay in the loop, please subscribe to The Loop and listen to our next episode where we'll untangle more of today's big business issues. Thank you.